Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Special treat day today. You know, when we've got a lot of things to unpack, we bring in the top guns. (laughs) Dora's here for Paul. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Dora. Morning, Frank. Good morning. Buongiorno. Back off your little mini vacation. I'm off back my mini vacation and buongiorno because it is Italian week. Is it Italian week already? It's Italian week. Press yeah. Street will be booming the next couple of nights with uh, the street being closed and uh, a lot of people celebrating Italian Week. And it so goes for the next seven days, next we'll too. see you on Preston Street. You'll see me a couple of days on Preston. I'm not mm-hmm. sure seven days, but uh, still got to work. Yeah, yeah, but you can work from yeah, anywhere, can't you? Yeah, you're right. I could. I don't know about Preston Street, though. All right. Big week. Oh, boy. Big, big week. Big week. So Where do we news. begin? I guess we start with the rate increase. Yeah. Uh, surprised a little bit. Um, um, it was expected maybe in July, and, and he ramped it up a little bit sooner. Uh, disappointing for a lot of Canadians that are sitting in a variable rate mortgage or have a home equity line of credit because you've seen your interest rate go up by a quarter point again uh, after you know eight increases. We've had our ninth now, so we're up to 4.75 for the Bank of Canada. And then at the, at the banks, we're up to... Six point nine five percent. So it's the highest since I want to say two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, could have been avoided, but unfortunately, uh, he's going with uh, inflation ticking up. The good news yesterday: the job report came out, and and it underwhelmed for a change. So the unemployment rate has gone up a little bit. Hopefully, that's the sign that he needs to avoid increasing it again in July. Wasn't huge though. It was only five to five point two percent, right? So still. It's still going in the right direction, at least, for him to consider the next important... Do you think, do you think had the unemployment rate come out before, two days before they made mm-hmm. the announcement, they would have held off? No, there's a part of me that thinks that he made up his mind the minute that the inflation report came out three weeks ago yeah. uh, with the uptick. I think that's when he decided that, uh, that you know what, I'm, I'm going to raise it now and, and hope that um, hopefully it's the only increase. That being said, he left the opening for another increase as early as July... But uh, some economists, a lot of economists figure it's going to go 50, up 50. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. 50-50 right now. So do you think I'm, if it does go up, it'll go up another quarter? Or do you yeah. think it'll be a higher? No. no, I think he's now again. The question is, uh, does the um, inflation number come out high again and not down the way he expects yes. it to? Then I think a half a percent is possible. Ooh, really? Jeez. Possible, but unlikely. So. I don't put anything by him because he surprised us so much. I mean, he could have waited another month, but he wants to tackle it now, but he's doing a lot more damage than he is good in, in many people's opinion. I think there's a lot of Canadians out there that are struggling big time and they've mm-hmm. got either a variable rate mortgage. But what's important to note is that it doesn't only affect people that have variable rate mortgages or home equity lines of credit. It impacts Business renters yeah. because, again, I mean, we're in a – position where if the cost of a mortgage goes up and the cost of housing goes up, then the only way for investors to recoup their money is to rent for higher amounts. So it's going to impact renters. Uh, listen, I'm disappointed around the clock for on many things. Three months ago, diesel fuel was at $2.20 a liter. Today, it's at $1.45. And yet, that should have been the action to make food prices come down, yet those haven't come down very much. So... Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we've got issues here, and I think our government isn't handling this very well. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I think he's made a lot of mistakes. And uh, again, part of the problem for the inflation is is overspending. The government just spends way too much money, and that's what's creating the inflation. The other part of it now is going to be shelter costs. And again, mm-hmm. they've the, they're the ones that have caused the shelter costs to go up. So uh, disappointing on many fronts for many Canadians. And again, my phone rang rang off the hook for the last three days of this week because you know here's a lot of people thinking that the increases were done with. And thinking about locking in, but didn't lock in because the anticipation of rates coming down, which I still feel is going to happen. I still truly, truly, truly believe that interest rates, fixed rates, and prime rate. Now, prime rate will be in 2024, but I believe that in the second half of this year, we're going to see fixed interest rates come down. Did fixed rates go up based on this? They did, again, because there was a little an element of surprise in the announcement. So... Uh, you know, where a week ago we had, you know, five-year insured or three weeks ago, five-year insured in the 4.5% range. Now we're closer to 5% and, and with some lenders even over 5%. So um, disappointing on many fronts. Um, but at the end of the day, he's made his decision and he's trying to keep inflation in check and uh, the hardworking Canadians are paying the price for it. That was well, the word on the street, Dora. People nervous again? Well, Surprisingly, I mean, I guess these numbers are before the the interest rate announcements came out, but May numbers are out and May didn't disappoint. So for the city of Ottawa, the number, the volume of sales has has increased in May. We had a very, very strong May. Um, I think that right now there are still enough people that are qualified or pre-qualified and who have a rate locked in that the market will continue to stay solid through the summer. But it, will it give pause i'm not sure like i'm not sure last year i mean right now we're sort of you know in an inclining market the beginning of uh, 2023 was quite slow and we're seeing that you know prices are the average sale price um is a year to date is 727 for a residential property but for the month of may the average sale price was 745 so it's uh you know you can you can down a little bit from april though right it's the same. Is it? Yeah, it's about yeah. the same. About the same. So it, there's, you know, there's a lot of optimism. I think people are were were hoping that the interest rates would stay steady. And you know, when they started increasing last time, I think people were afraid and weren't sure how high they would go. Uh, but I think right now, I mean, again, there is there is some unknown. But I think it's more palatable because we've been through it before. As far as sense. prices being driven up, though, like we've had. Six percent more sales yes. on fewer listings than we did a year ago. Correct. Yeah, six percent more sales. Um, we're hovering around the five-year average. But last year, you've got to think in March, things just sort of came to a halt. So yeah. things are, you know, we're on an upward trajectory, whereas last year, this time of year, we were on a downward trajectory. And so, will it balance out? Will we see an greater increase in volume July, August? I think so. I think we're sort of shifted the market. And uh, and we'll continue to see that. But if we're selling more with fewer listings, that only drives the price. The prices, the prices. I mean, the the number of homes that we're seeing go into multiple offer between the five and seven hundred thousand, and even well above, is is astounding. So the the prices, there is upward pressure on pricing just from the lack of inventory. There is upward pressure on pricing because people are afraid of what's to come. And if they have a late rate that's locked in now, they're trying to to get in and buy something. So. It's uh, it's a very very exciting time in real estate. Homes are flying too. Twenty seven days. 
Yep. So the uh, and twenty six days for condos, like that's not a long time. No, the the cumulative days on market, the average days on market has decreased. We are very much in a seller's market right now. There's not a lot of inventory, and so it, uh, you know, the the days on market is down. The the um, prices are up, and so if you are a buyer, if you've been waiting on the sidelines, and now you're sort of thinking, well, the rates are going up again. I'll continue to wait. I I I, I don't think that that's very good advice. So it, uh, and if you're a seller, my goodness, it's, uh, it's back to, you know, if your house presents well and uh, it's in the right area, it's going to sell and it's going to sell quite quickly. So the last time <clears throat> the bank rate was this high was 2001. Average price for a home in Ottawa in 2001? 2001, I'm going to say uh, probably 205. 175, yeah. 971. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, and that's Crazy. well, and that's where the difference is, and that's where sort of going back to affordability. So the interest rates are high, but the prices of homes, on average, are so much, so much higher. And yeah. So you know, day to day living and and spending and everything is so much less affordable for people. Well, well agree. Agree. Agreed. The income hasn't matched. No. The not the prices of homes going up specifically in the last two and a half years. I mean, no. certainly over the last year. They've come down a little bit they but have for come that down, two year but, period. I mean, well, the two years, but, I mean, 2021, we were up 22%, and yeah. 2020, we were up 19.9. That's incredible. It is incredible. And, but, I mean, we've come down from there, but real estate is, is a long term play, right? So if you look at the Ottawa real estate market, we, have, we appreciate and appreciate and appreciate and continue to go up. And the, the salaries are not matched at all. And so, you know, back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, multiple people purchasing homes together, multi-generational yeah. living, people staying with uh, their parents longer so that affordability is there. But uh, the prices of homes have, have really shot up. Well, that two years, 40%. I mean, how yeah. much time does that take extra now oh. for your savings? Like well, that 40% jumps crazy for first-time home buyers. It, it, for first-time home buyers. But the, 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 the thing that is difficult to do get across to some sellers is that yes, perhaps your home was worth, you know, six, eight percent more this time last year. But if you think about how much it has jumped in the last two years, concentrate and focus on that equity and be grateful for that equity because the advance, you know, people moving from smaller homes to larger homes, that equity gain in a very short period of time is remarkable and it likely won't happen again. Yeah. So yeah, that's even what with we that focus little seven percent drop, you know, you've still made thirty three percent. That's right. That's right. You've still made so much money over the last couple of years. That just that should be the focus. So as a seller, shift your focus, focus on that. And as a buyer, um, I we don't foresee the prices changing too too much, despite everything that's going on. So so even with the rate increase and the possibility of another rate increase. You think it's still going to be a busy summer? I do think it's going to be a busy summer just based on the lack of inventory. So there's there's not a lot of inventory. And, you know, I'm seeing with my eyes the number of showings that are coming up on new listings, the number, the, you know, interested parties and, and agents as agents, you know, we're chatting behind the scenes trying to find homes for our clients and trying to give them an edge and, and get them in front of a, something that maybe hasn't hit the market just because it's so tough right now for young families to, uh, to, to buy homes. And is everything moving quickly? Everything that presents well and is priced well. But townhomes, homes. Everything, everything. So, well, the, the, the 
bulk of the sales tends to be between, you know, say five and seven. And just for because of our city, that tends to be more townhomes. But residential, single residential properties are 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 flying off the shelf. Wow. Hey, Frank, I wasn't kidding when I said I brought the A-team on. You did. You did. <laughs> 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Back with Dorian Frank. All right, why, we're, why, we're, why don't you speak, speak like Arnie? Because you're doing it on the break. <laughs> <laughs> During the break. We have to get to the chopper. <laughs> you sound like Arnie. You don't look like him. You don't have his body. We have to oh. get these interest rates down. <laughs> So we're talking about interest rates being high as they've been since 2001. And we, I mentioned that the average price was about 176000 mm-hmm. What would the average mortgage have been on an average home of $106,000? Well, I would say back then, I mean, if you had a $100,000 mortgage, you felt like you were underwater because the probably salaries- less, Probably less probably than 100000 right? Yeah, because salaries were not what they are today. That being said, salaries haven't kept pace with, with house prices either. So, And what would an average mortgage be today? Today, um, it, it depends on where you look at. If you look at Canada, obviously it's different. I hear of, But here in Ottawa, I would say um, during during COVID, when the craziness was happening, you, you, you were in the fours, five, sixes. Today, most mortgage renewals that are coming up, so most clients that have mortgage renewals coming up are in the between two hundred and four hundred thousand. So uh, obviously, people that have the bigger homes, um, yeah. you know, they're higher. But the average would be between two hundred and four hundred thousand, which Again, as disappointing as people are if their mortgage is coming up for renewal, the fact that they've increased their equity, you know, I talked to a client yesterday yes. and he bought his house in 2018 for 425. Mm-hmm. He said similar homes are going for 750 in his neighborhood. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I said to him, I said, you bought this house with 5% down and you currently have more than 50% equity in your home, yeah. just like that over a five-year period. The so return on investment. Return on investment. If you bought 2018, 2019, like it's your primary, you run. Yeah, of course. It's your primary residence. There's no tax on it. The return on investment yep. is wild. Tax-free. Like yeah. uh, he made more on his home. They did. I mean, it's a couple. They made more on their home than they did working yeah. in that five-year period. Yeah. Uh, and paid tax on the working money. So, again, at the end of the day, um, you know, a house is a solid investment. Mm. The problem is if you had purchased in the beginning of 2022, you're probably facing your value may be a little bit lower, your mortgage may be higher. But if you took a fixed rate mortgage at that time, your mortgage rate would be in the low threes, which isn't that bad. So again, you don't buy a house for six months or a year. You buy a house for five, 10 years. Uh, But now the hard part is getting in. Well, That's right. today, the hard part is yeah. getting in because not only are you having to qualify at these excessively high rates, but now we're we're having to add two percentage points on top of that. Mm-hmm. So now you're having to qualify in the 7 to 8% range. And if you're looking for a home equity line of credit, you're having to qualify at 9.45%. 9.45% With the to prices qualify they are. for a home equity line of yeah, credit. Yeah, you're right. With, With the, the prices, prices they, are. they are. And then trying to save for a down payment. So rental prices are up. Food prices are up. The cost of living is up. And so to be able to save a down payment and then 
try to purchase something qualifying at 9%. Yeah, you're paying 24, 2500 bucks a month in rent. How Absolutely. are you saving money? Mm-hmm. And you got to save 30%. got to save a lot for the for that 5%. Yeah. Over yeah. 30% today first-time home buyers have assistance with their down payment. Yeah. So that's 30%. That number 10 years ago was less than 10%. That's how much it's changed mm-hmm. in the last 10 years where you need a family member to help you. So we are seeing more circumstances where you know, we're seeing living inheritances being passed on. So we're mm-hmm. seeing parents trying to help their kids now get into home ownership. And likely they're motivated by the fact they actually want their 34-year-old kid to move out finally. <laughs> so, you know, there's some motivation there for them get too. Get out. Yeah. So, no, no, you didn't do it with the right accent. Get out. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's just the world we're in right now, do I think the real estate prices are going to come down? Absolutely not. Like, I, no. I do believe that there's still a shortage of homes. And, you know, last year, a year and a half ago, we were talking about supply issues. They haven't gone away. Yeah. It's just that the interest rates are so high and the cost is so high today that there's less demand for housing. Doesn't mean that we don't need it. Mm. It's just that people are. Well, less are, demand are, to purchase a house, not less, less demand for housing. There's, there's less demand to purchase, purchase, but that doesn't make the inventory crisis go away. No. It's, it's still there. Right, so there's and until they start building new homes, right, we're always going to have low inventory. We're always going to have low inventory, and and I think there's going to be a shift of what people are building because you have to start building. You don't have to. It would be wise, I would think, for people who are building to start building homes that are going to be more affordable for someone who is just beginning. Well, right? what's expensive? Land. Yeah. Land is land expensive. is expensive. So you're going to build up before yeah. you build yes. higher density, across yeah. or 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 width wise. So. Yeah. You know, at, you have to, and I think we're starting to see, like, a, you know, around Stittsville, Canada, I'm starting to see a lot of these two-story, three-story. Yeah, the stacked condos. Stacked condos Absolutely. where they're affordable. I mean, at least you can build them. They're still expensive. Listen, yeah. for what you're getting, yeah. you know, for 500000 I mean, it's not a lot where mm. a short four years ago you can get a townhouse for the same amount, you know, an 1,800, 1,900-square-foot townhouse where now you're getting significantly less, but at least. It gets you in the door of home ownership, and 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 you know there are Canadians, and again here we are trying to attract immigrants to our country, and if they don't have anywhere to live, why would they come here? Or, or if their living expenses are so high, why would they come here? And and then we might get the wrong immigrants to come here, the ones that are feeding off our system, which we don't need either. So, and I um, think too, like if we're talking about Ontario as a whole. In order to spread some of that wealth into different communities, not just keep it all in Toronto, we have to build affordable housing for immigration and interprovincial yeah. migration here, right? So, and Toronto's going to cap out. Yeah, well, like it's getting crazy. I, I grew up in Toronto. I love Toronto. Yeah, me too. Um, but I, I, I think the lifestyle that we're able to have here in Ottawa is probably the best in the country, maybe minus the snow. But uh, minus it, January, February. Yeah, I mean, yeah. winter loot is pretty. Have you seen but January, February here? But winter loot uh, <laughs> is pretty, though. It is winter very pretty. Is pretty. The snow is beautiful. The the but, forget winter loot. I would rather be at the Chio barbecue. Oh yes, there we go. Chio barbecue, bigger, better, and back in person. Uh, today is the thirty first uh, annual Chio barbecue. It's at uh, Shefford Park, and our my good friend and colleague Mike Machargo started this uh, this barbecue thirty one years ago. Um, in his garage, free, didn't he? yeah, free admission. There are bouncy castles. There are inflatables. There are games for the kids. Um, there's a great family zone, silent auction. It's a wonder, wonderful, wonderful cause. Um, 
Anyone who's who's been near to and dear Chio. to everybody. That's oh, right. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who's been to Chio or anyone knows anyone who's been to Chio, it's a it's a terrific place, and and the people there really need some extra sunshine. In you still the last... bring stuffed animals that get fixed up at Chio? Yeah, at the barbecue. At the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. They usually, I... usually, if you yeah. have a little torn yeah, stuffed I think animal, so. they'll, they'll fix it up. Yeah. But uh, um, they have raised eight hundred thousand dollars in the last thirty years, wow. and this is the thirty-first year. So. Um, if you're around, please, please drop in, go buy a hot dog, go spend some money, give a donation. It's at uh, Shefford Park, uh, which is 417 and, and Montreal Road. And try to find Mike. Now, Mike, yeah. you're going to have to really talk to because yeah. it takes a lot to get him out of his shell. Mike, <laughs> Mike is the most energetic, selfless human on the planet. So uh, do find Mike. Tell him uh, you're there for the barbecue and, and help support the great cause, please. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. That's the golf. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Doris here for Paul. Frank is here. You guys want to have a little fun? You want to see what the prices have been by decade in oh. Ottawa? Yeah, let's, let's go for it. it. This is this. I found this very interesting. In 1960, mm-hmm. you could buy a house for sixteen thousand seven hundred ninety-one. Wow, amazing. 1970, that went up to over twenty-six grand. 1980, sixty-two thousand. 1990, big jump, one hundred and forty-one and change. Two thousand one fifty-nine. Twenty ten, three twenty-seven. And now we're seven forty-seven. Yep. I think. Yep. It's seven. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. If you go decade to decade. Mm-hmm. How quickly things yeah. have changed. But I think there's there's a lot of wealth transfer that's happening. I mean, you know, and listen, I mean, you, your mom and dad will tell you that they had it much tougher than you did. We're going to tell our kids that we had it much tougher than they did because but, there's a lot of wealth that's being transferred that's right. That's right. down. So, therefore, that's why we're seeing some of the statistics that we do see. But, yeah, but our parents didn't get any wealth. Well, no, they did in real estate. They did. But they, yeah, but they, they created they, their own. Yes, I'm yeah, saying they nothing was now, handed exactly, down. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's passing, why I'm we're saying we're passing it down. Yeah, they had it tougher, right? So yeah. for them, they had to create the wealth. Yeah. But they own their home. By the time that they passed it on to us, all of a sudden, you know, we've got some wealth that we're able to use to build our own wealth. But we've got that head start that mm-hmm. our parents didn't have, that their parents didn't have. And that's the difference. And, and I that's what's think allowing the prices came. to go up, right? Of because course. if you if you are competing for a house and you know you can afford an extra twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand, you're going to offer that. And that does come from this inherited wealth. And you know, that in itself then changes the bar for the market and the market sort of continues as the prices go up. Yeah, if you have the inherited wealth, you're laughing because at least you get your down payment. But if you don't, boy, oh boy, what an uphill battle it is now. It is, it is an uphill battle. But it, uh, it. I mean, if you're buying and selling in the same market, it's that's yeah. If you if you're in, you're good. If you're in, you're good. And if you're if you're not in, um, there are there are different programs that are offered. There's different you know places to live, and I think. As a society, I think we're focusing on different things. I think years ago, and and maybe not the case, but maybe seventies, eighties, paying down your house, not having debt, was you know first and foremost for a lot of people. And I think now it's more about experiences and doing things. So, you know, where do you put the money? You know, it hasn't changed much though. Monthly payments. If you look back when interest rates were fourteen, fifteen, sixteen percent. What people were paying monthly, even on a smaller mortgage, not much different than what people are paying today. Well, again, I mean, if, depending on how many decades you look back, but 
It's all relative. What? And back, I back, back. Yeah, way back. But it's it's all relative. And here's what I think. <laughs> you know, my wife and I bought our first house in, in the late eighties or early nineties. And, you know, I remember getting a hydro bill for all of twenty five bucks for two months. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have internet, so that's you know over a hundred dollars for most people yes. a month. And there were only and three channels. There were only yeah <laughs> half a dozen channels at best. So, so internet, cell phone, the cell phone, right. the the cable. It's everything else around you that's so expensive today. Mm-hmm. It's not the housing cost itself is affordable. It, what Ish. gets a lot of people if you didn't is have to eat everything else around. And the other thing that's really, really, really bothering me today. It's because things are so tough and families are having a hard time coping. I truly believe that the types of foods that they're buying, they're trying to save money on their food. So they're buying foods that have more mm-hmm. processed stuff in there, which isn't necessarily good for your health. But they have no choice because they're looking to put food on the table for their family. Yeah. And yes. they're looking to at least you know save some money or at least spend as little as possible. And you're having to buy the bad foods, which in a lo- big scheme of things – is wrong because then we're going to have people with health issues yeah. as opposed to our government should be there to promote healthy foods and make healthy foods less expensive and the processed stuff should be more expensive, but we've got it backwards. And yeah, but if you're eating it, bad, you know, that you'll die sooner and free up the housing market. Oh, so well, again, oh, <laughs> again, there's conspiracy theories out there where, you know, the government wants more people to die quicker Seriously? because, because, because of all people the money they're saying, paying out. That's right. How expensive well, it is for healthcare to, to, healthcare to maintain it. And so, well, they wouldn't bring people, in more people if that wasn't the case. Well, no, but they're but bringing in younger people. They're looking yeah. to bring in younger people to offset it. People are staying in their homes much longer. We're living much longer. Not We're changing healthier. homes as often either, No, right? not changing homes as often and staying in a house much longer than, than years ago because I think people at the age of 80, 85 now, a lot of them are very, very healthy and they're able to have, you know, there's not a lot of, people are living longer, yeah. basically. And healthier. And healthier. And so they're staying in their homes longer. That's not freeing up the homes for the next people moving up. And this is where the inventory challenges come into play. Are you starting to see older people now take out reverse mortgages in order to help their kids? No question. We've seen an uptake. It's not to help their kids, believe it or not. I mean, very few of them are to help their kids. Most of them are to remain in their homes. They just are don't want to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. They don't want to move into a little condo apartment. So we're seeing, you know, anyone, and again, a reverse mortgage is available to anyone that's 55 and over, but... You know, realistically, if you, depending, right? I mean, if you're 55 and you have your house paid for, then you can get a small percentage of your equity out. Um, but we're seeing more people in their high 60s, low 70s that are applying for reverse mortgages because they don't want to leave their house. They want to stay in their house, but they also can't afford, with the cost of everything going up as much as it has, they cannot afford to make mortgage payments. So, what a reverse mortgage does, I mean, a reverse mortgage is the total opposite, hence why it's called reverse, of a standard mortgage. Your standard mortgage, you make payments and your principal comes down. A reverse mortgage, you don't make any payments, but your mortgage balance goes up every month, every year. So, uh, But again, it feeds off of you're only allowed to get so much of the equity out of your home, depending on your age and the value of your home. And um, So you know, let's say you're really 70, covered. how much equity could you get out? It, it the house like everything comes into play, but I would say you're probably anywhere between thirty to fifty percent. So how long would that last before you have forever? To sell? Well, I, you don't. Yeah, but your mortgage is going to go up and up and up. I know, but s- presumably, so is the value of the home going to continue to go up. So your loan to value remains fairly stable. I what mean, what interest are they charging then? 
they're in the 8% range. So is your house going to go up 8%? No. But again, they're only lending a certain percentage value of your home. So right. from a from a secure standpoint, yeah. the lender is definitely secure I on it. I guess it's a calculated decision for the individual. It really is. And they've yeah. done this for years. Listen, yeah. reverse mortgages are getting more and more. Again, as the population ages, yeah. they're becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've been doing this for 30, 40 years, these reverse mortgages, and they've never lost on any of them. Again, the goal is to give you some... Some, you know, the opportunity to remain in your home if you're an elderly person until until you don't want to anymore. And then, you know, you'll sell it, you'll pay off the reverse mortgage or until you pass away. And then again, at that point, the mortgage is paid off, the property is sold, and then the estate gets the remainder of the funds. Can you take a draw or do you have to take it all? It's, it's really good. They've really made some modifications to the reverse mortgage where you can get all the money up front or you can choose to get a monthly draw. So they'll set up a limit, and that draw could last five, ten years. I mean, whatever you want, but they'll 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 register it for a limit based on how much you qualify for, based on your age and the property value, and then you can have a monthly draw if you want it as well. That would so, save you some interest, right? Yeah, that would save you interest yeah. because you're only borrowing the money as you're only as paying you interest it. on the money you're borrowing. But you know, for some people that have pensions coming in and there's not enough, there's always a shortfall. There's an opportunity to be able to get that little bit of a top up using your home equity. Well, nice. I- Let's go to the phone. Say hello to Eddie in Ottawa. Hello, Eddie. Hey, uh, good morning. morning. Question is, um, well, I mean, if we have the same household income as Toronto here in Ottawa, almost the same, and the cost of living is a little bit lower, um, then why do people here, you know, complain over, you know, small increases in the house price, like year over year, right? I mean, I'm I'm not talking about the big jump in the 2020-21, but... I mean, if people in Toronto can pay a million five, a million eight, two million for a bungalow, why is it so difficult for people in Ottawa to pay seven, eight hundred thousand for a bungalow when they're making the same amount of money? Well, the right. average, the average, the average income, I think, is per household on average. But I think Toronto has a lot of households that have much higher incomes and a lot of households that had much lower income. So the average comes out to slightly below what ours is. But I think in Ottawa, consistently, and Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, consistently the household income tends to be about level. And I think that that's where we're seeing, and it's a big change for us. Like we 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 have always been a city that was very affordable and it is a, a phenomenal change to go from, you know, an average price of, Five six hundred thousand to seven fifty. So a it's it's shock, and we're catching up to sort of bigger urban areas in Canada. But I think the the reality is that the the highs and lows of salaries in Toronto are very different than those here. And uh, and my prediction is that I believe the population in Toronto will start to go down. As much as we're attracting immigration, the bottom line is that people that come to our country are looking for housing, affordable housing, and yeah. not overextended. You know, I believe that what we went through during COVID was partially responsible from people from Toronto moving to Ottawa to buy homes that were much more affordable for them and selling their home in Toronto because they just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the minute that, that, you know, being able to work from home was enabled uh, and even lenders in Toronto are now looking to hire underwriters here in Ottawa and other centers because it's going to cost them less because it's too expensive to have underwriters but, to live in Toronto because the cost of living is so much more. So therefore, we're starting to see even the big banks hire people outside of Toronto 
to try and minimize their cost because, unfortunately, it's too expensive to live in Toronto. And I think companies are going to see that in order to attract talent, they're going to have to shift some of the centers to smaller areas within Ontario because a lot of people are being very pragmatic about where they choose to live and and a lot because it doesn't matter anymore that's right and work-life balance is is I think much more important so I do agree I think the population of Toronto although it's you know it's it's not it's still going to be the biggest urban center it's I don't think it'll grow at the same pace as as other parts of the fourth biggest city in North America. Yeah. No, no, but especially for young, right, people that are in university. They get out of university. They've spent yeah. all this money on university. They need to get jobs, agreed, but they need to live somewhere, more importantly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we're going to, especially, again, with, with working from home arrangements that a lot of companies are offering, I think a lot of the young Canadians are looking for that working from home yes. option. Absolutely. And if they get to work from home, then they don't have to be in Toronto. They can be outside of Toronto. Anywhere, yeah. but, uh, but even, sorry to cut you off, yeah, but uh, even if they go to to hybrid work, um, even if you have to go in one or two times a week, it, you can live, you know, an hour away, or two, two away. Two hours away. Yeah. yeah at much more affordable homing housing. Yep. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back, Dorian. For Paul, Frank is here. All right, so are we optimistic or pessimistic, Mr. Napolitano? About? About the future. Interest rates coming down eventually by the end of the year. Will they go up in July? Are people going to be having a harder time qualifying right now? Do you see the market just on hold for a little while? Pessimistic. Too many questions? I want to hear all those answers immediately. (laughs) Pessimistic for the next 45 to 60 days, I would say, um, Mm. only because, again, there's the threat of another increase uh, increase in prime. So I think there's some pessimism there. Uh, We need to see the numbers come out. Hopefully the inflation numbers come out down a little bit because that's what we need to avoid another increase in July. But that that wouldn't even be a certainty because TIFF – is quick on the trigger when it comes to raising prime rates. So, um, you know, from a housing standpoint, I mean, I'll let Dora answer on the housing, but from an interest rate standpoint, I think patience will pay off. If you've got a variable rate mortgage, you're paying a premium right now. Again, if you've had a variable for the last three or four years, it's painful now, but it was extremely, uh, you know, good for you for the first three years if you're in your fourth year. It's just the last year has been painful, but your mortgage balance is less, so you're paying more interest but on less of a balance. It's just getting used to that cash flow, though, it just, right? It's, it's the cash it's flow the cash that's flow. the big thing. But again, I, I spoke to a client yesterday who's in a TD variable at TD Bank, and he's got the static payments, and he got his renewal. And I'm going to let you guys guess at what his amortization is right now. He started or, off with a 25-year amortization five years ago. 43 years. I was going to say 42. 63 years. He's got an amortization of 63 years. Come on. Because the payment stayed static. So So now what happens? So he got his renewal and his payment has gone up $500. Now it's a relatively smaller mortgage in comparison to today's. But uh, nonetheless, $500 (laughs) is $500. So uh, quite a bit for a mortgage of... I want to say it was about $140,000. So So does that 500 bring him back down? 30-year. Or 25-year. They've, they've, uh, they've adjusted them to a 25-year amortization. And they, did they have to do that? They have to. 
Yeah, they can't keep it at six. You can keep it at sixty-three during the term, but once the renewal happens, maximum is thirty. So, but they sent them a renewal at twenty-five years. So, what happens over the next two years for people then that have had static? Well, well again, the big question scary is, thing. yeah, the static number one. Some of the lenders have started to to already adjust that by sending out letters saying we got we got to increase your payments. So, um, I think the big adjustment's going to happen in 2025 and 2026 mm-hmm. when you've got the fixed rate mortgages coming up for renewal, you know, clients that are in the ones and low twos. I mean, those are the ones that are going to feel it. The variable at least have started to feel it gradually over a year period where the prime has gone up, but the ones in fixed rate mortgages that bought at the peak of the market. So again, like I said, today's mortgages are coming up for renewal. They're in the 200, 300 range. The ones two or three years from now, the average is going to be four to six hundred thousand, and to go from one point eight nine or two point one nine to four point five and four point seven will absolutely cripple the housing market, in yes. my opinion. Yeah, it, so it, hopefully, it, those it just rates will come down by so then. That's why I believe that rates will come down. I just think it's a gradual decrease. I think in the second half of this year, we'll start to see the fixed rates start to retract, and the recession. There's no question by raising prime rate, he's accelerating the recession. Yeah. Is what mm-hmm. he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So. You know, depending on how deep the recession is, will determine how fast the mortgage rates come down and by how much. So, if you have a static right now, be proactive. You could be if you can, but for some people, they can't. The static is actually helping them because they're making ends meet based yeah. on the high prices of everything else around them. Mm-hmm. Optimistic, Dora. Uh, I think for the next couple of weeks, I think quite optimistic, and then I think the if the re- interest rates go up again in July, who knows what will happen? But I think right now, people are still. Um, locked into rates pre this increase. And I think that there's, uh, it's, I mean, it's the time of year too. So May I would June, guess we're still going to see movement within the housing market. I think so. New buyers are going to be on the fence maybe for a while to wait and see. That's but a, if you're going to buy and sell or you, you're changing, you got to do what you got to do. Right? You got to do what you got to do. But I think a lot of new buyers that were on the sidelines before are afraid now to stay on the sidelines thinking that the market will change dramatically again. So I think that there will be there will be some movement in the housing market. What do you think will happen between now and January for house prices in Ottawa? It will and depend it means, on inventory. I'm going to get to the tough questions in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let me just get my crystal ball. Um, it, uh, it, I think it depends on the inventory. So if the inventory remains low, I think the prices will continue to stay steady. And despite the interest rates going up, I think they will they will keep staying steady or increasing slightly. I really believe that. Just not the craziness we saw. No, COVID, not the craziness. I mean, we're see seeing multiple offers now where there are, you know, five, six, seven offers and the houses are selling at or slightly above asking price by five, six thousand dollars. So just steady. Now, just before we go, let me tell you how good Paul Rushforth real estate is. Okay. Okay. There was a house across the street. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no, you're doing this wrong. No, I'm doing it right. I'm gonna, no, I'm not going to say it. So There we go. I'm home on, on Tuesday morning. I'm home and I see a Paul Rushmore truck across the two houses down from me. And it's Greg who's doing the video. And I call so, him. I say, Greg, what's going on? He goes, yeah, we're just putting this house on the market. And, um, you know, I said to him, I said, do you need anything? And I said, don't waste too much time. All Paul has to do to market it. 
steps from Frank Napolitano's That's house right. and watch it go. Wow, here and it went over Frank. ask. It, it went $115,000 over Amazing. ask. So Paul owes me a commission. I know he's <laughs> not here, but Paul you know, owes Despite Frank that. going out there. I was <laughs> going to go the other way and say, yeah. despite the fact <laughs> that it's close to Frank. I knew you That's were. Right. That's why they I interrupted you. Right. That's, That's why right. I interrupted you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going that yeah. way. So. <laughs> there, Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Birthday's Frank. Uh, yeah, I've got a few. Uh, Chantal Rook celebrated her birthday this past week, and she's on my team. So happy birthday, Chantal. Good friend of our family, Sandy Willette, celebrating her birthday. Karen Lemire from our office. Anderson Coops Hapke, Mike's son, celebrating his birthday on Wednesday. Uh, the same day as my good friend Frank Mariano, appliance uh, expertise, uh, celebrating his birthday. And last but not least, me and my wife. 37 years Woo-hoo. married. Wow. I am well so done. lucky. Yes, you are. I am Amazing. so lucky. I'm married up, so. You're lucky she has bad eyesight up. and bad hearing. Aww. That she does. <laughs> <laughs> the eyesight for sure. Aww. Hearing. <laughs> Anything, Dora? Actually, Other my, than the Chio Barbecue? The Chio Barbecue. Please uh, head over and, and support the Chio Barbecue today. Uh, and a happy birthday to uh, my son, Robert. He had his uh, birthday yesterday, so big 2-3. Nice. And yeah. big news with your daughter, too, right? Oh, big news for my daughter. My yeah. daughter uh, my daughter was accepted into med school, so nice. happy, Woo. happy days everywhere. That's yeah. awesome. You know what? I, yeah. I know I have a saying at the end of the show, but I'm going to let you do it Arnie style. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Please support local. <laughs> we have to get to the job. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, have, a great everyone. have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>